Who never do for do? Yeah, wings with friends. Ah, wings with friends. You got to get the wings to be with the friends. What's raw dogging? <laughs> Is that what's happening in our country right now? That's how I feel. I feel like I'm being raw dogged by our country right now. <laughs> Everybody's in the same boat, just getting raw dogged. I said that the other day. It was early pandemic. And I went to see my parents, but I didn't wear a mask. And I was telling one of my friends, I was like, I raw dogged my parents today. And he goes, excuse me. And I was like, yeah, I didn't use any protection. He goes, I guess that would work. But it's a really weird. Okay, so raw dogging is when there's no condom in use, like no prophylactic. Prophylactic free? Okay, I'm not an expert on this, but from what I've heard, yes, it's like you're not using Okay. I didn't know recently that that was also the same summation for barebacking. <gasps> oh, yeah. Okay. Maybe barebacking is older. Barebacking, I was always under the impression that was when both parties involved didn't wear a shirt. <laughs> and I was like, so isn't everybody constantly barebacking when they're boning? Because your back is bare. Right. That, yes. That's not. And that's not it. Up church. On it. Yes. Remember the eighties? That was the big thing. Like yes. just. Okay. I wasn't having sex in the eighties, but what I saw on television, it was like scratches down a man's back. Yes. So. So I think the term raw. Yes. Is kind of it's short for raw dogging, and I'm hearing it in a lot of like memes and songs. There was a great meme where it was like something about a guy just cuddling you and kissing your forehead before you fall asleep he was like i don't like you i just took you on a date and like cuddled you fucked you raw and then you know like let you i don't we've had all these great things and it's like you stupid i don't why would you think i like you so raw dogging is now raw yeah because there's a song you've probably heard it and i um i think it's by um saint john um, I'm not going to say the lyrics, but if the you... The island? It's like... It almost sounds really... Roses and St. John, I think it is. And it's popular on TikTok. Okay. And it's a high... It's like a computerized, computerized type of voice. And it's like... But it does say something about effing somebody raw. Hey, it happens. Barebacking and raw dogging are just, uh, this is what I assume most married couples do. Well, I guess it's not. They just call that lovemaking. That's true. I don't know. Getting intimate. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Wings with Friends. Raw dog edition. Oh, my gosh. These are the kind of conversations you can expect when you have such a high quality guest like my guest today, Miss Carrie Gallagher. Hello. Hi, Mary Upchurch. Thank you so much for having me. Um, <laughs> I'm so excited uh, to finally just, this is the only way I could make you just hang out with me and talk to me and look at my eyes for one hour. I'm excited to look <laughs> deeply into your eyes for the next hour and some change. No distractions. No. We had some wings. Delicious We're going to talk about those wings. But first, Carrie, tell us who you are. Introduce yourself to our guests, um, to our listeners. And why? what makes you so special? Yeah, so my name is Carrie Gallagher. I am originally from Westchester, Pennsylvania. That is on the eastern side of the state, so about 30 minutes west of Philadelphia. I've been in Arizona now, Phoenix specifically, for about 10 years and I'm a Phoenix-based comedian, and I'm part of the Broken Drift Productions team, so I'm one of their uh, featured artists, so you can see some of the funny videos that I put together there, and you can also see me perform stand-up when clubs open back up again, but definitely on Zoom. That's what we're doing nowadays. Yeah, you kind of just reminded me, you're doing all the things. I'm trying to. Yeah, why not? I'm trying to. Why not? There's no, we have time right now. You know what? Chip Nicholson last week said something about, you know, before it's like you're trying to do comedy, but then the door guy is kind of in your way and there's other people in your spot. He goes, now the doorman's gone. Why not just get in there? Do the comedy. And I was like, that was really deep, Chip. Chip Nicholson is so funny. Yeah. I think he's absolutely fantastic. And he makes such a good point. And I would say keep that mentality even once things open back up. Like the only person that's getting in our way for most things are ourselves. 
Like we have access to so much free stuff to be able to promote ourselves, put videos online. The only person that's going to slow you down is yourself. And you just kind of have to put it out there and maybe it's not perfect, but the more you do it and the more consistent you are, the better you're going to get and be. Absolutely. But that's yeah. some advice I need to take as well. I know. And that's what I think <laughs> this is good about this podcast is we just hear ourselves talk about these things and it's like, do do it. Yeah. Do it, bitch. Um, another funny comedian is is Carrie Gallagher. And we're talking about all your projects. Let's talk about some of these. Yeah. Um, I'm always very inspired by the quality of your projects and the work that you put into them. What would you say? What is your baby right now? What is your favorite project? What has like most of your attention? Okay, I have two babies. Okay, twins? I have twins. Okay. <laughs> One of them looks very much like you. Oh, Okay, we'll get to that throughout the show. But one of one of my favorite babies, and it's a passion project, it's called The Wednesday Wire. And I love it because essentially I get to be a little mini weekend update mm-hmm. where I'm the anchor and I'm the ridiculous guest. <laughs> and so it makes my writing style, uh, it's very different because I'm essentially trying to write weekend update style jokes that are relevant, that are um, newsworthy and they're one-liners and I'm really not that great at it yet but again I'm just trying to keep producing it and keep putting it out there because the more comfortable I get writing in that kind of set them up knock them down style the better I'm going to be and I think my favorite part of the Wednesday Wire is being able to dress up like these ridiculous characters (laughs) that I think of and some of them are made up and some of them aren't like when I dressed up recently as Abraham Lincoln And I just love it because it's something that I only answer to myself. I write it. I record it. I I do all of it. So that's what's great. Okay, I love this. And it dawned on me too when you're when you're talking about this. You're yeah, you have to write this from start to finish. And what a good like I mean, it's very funny just as it is. But what a good exercise just to keep you really sharp and to be writing. I don't think anybody writes that much unless you're in a professional writing job. Um, and you are so funny as Abraham. <laughs> All of your characters are so funny. You put like 110% into them. Um, I, I, and I feel like other comics might struggle with this. How I struggle with just do it. Right. So you're like, Oh, I think I should play Abraham Lincoln. I have good ideas, but then sometimes like I fail in the execution. What gets you over that hump to like, okay, now go do it. Like, did you have a Lincoln hat? Did you have to order it? Like what? How did you get yourself kind of over that hump to be like, boom, and you've got a show to produce every Wednesday? I just do it for me. And for so, for like the first couple shows, I was getting really bummed because I was like, man, nobody's even watching. Why should I even spend time writing these jokes? I know they're not that great. I know these characters could probably be like better flushed out and funnier, but I'm doing it on a weekly basis. And so I've really just done it for me. And to your point, it makes me practice writing every single week. Mm -hmm. So it's more about keeping myself accountable. And yes, I want the end product to be beautiful and pristine and perfect. But guess what? I don't have a fucking teleprompter. Right. So it's (laughs) like when I write these jokes, I, I have to essentially try to memorize them to the best of my ability without looking at my piece of paper. And I'm, I'm just doing it for myself. That is perfect. Um, I think the jokes are really funny. And I think the characters are really fleshed out. Like um, that is like the weird byproduct or unfortunate outcome. And it's probably none of our business is who's watching, how many people are watching. I think if we get too, I'm telling myself that this too, like if we get too hung up on that, we it'll kill creativity. And it's like, just create it and they will watch eventually at some point, maybe not in our lifetime. I don't know. Yeah. And I think that whole idea of perfection can sometimes inhibit me from just going, getting like getting and going. And so I just, I have to remind myself that not everybody is going to like this, but I'm not doing it for everybody. I just have to do it for me. And I've noticed that I've been, I've been getting better at my jokes, joke writing since I've been doing it and I'm coming up with funny characters. And so I'm really just trying to put it out there for me and take the heat, take the hate. And if nobody watches, you know, that's fine. It's fine. Yeah. You're not getting any heat or hate, are you? No, but I did worry about, um, 
I do worry about putting like the Abe Lincoln stuff out there because it's because uh, it aligns with my views. Like I think taking down Confederate monuments should happen. Like right. I think they're terrible. They're yes. terrible. But you never know if someone sees that clip. Like there could be some. Well, I know for a fact some people in my company are very staunch Republicans and are very much like this is history and we need to just keep it up there. And I don't ever say anything on those calls. I just keep my liberal lip shut. <laughs> But if they ever saw that clip, they would just be like, what is this? Like, why are you doing this? This is stupid. You're 35. You're an executive <laughs> of the company. What are you doing? That's where I'm like, it's not. This isn't for you. Okay? Right. This isn't for you. Get out of here, Ted. I know. So it just all comes back to like, I'm putting out the Wednesday Wire every week for me. And I really hope people enjoy it. And again, it's I've noticed I've noticed some improvements in myself and it's just going to keep getting better. Yeah. What's your other baby? What's the twin? Um, Mary and Carrie, Mary and Carrie's greatest hits. Oh my God. And tots. And tots. And tots. Triplets. I know we have triplets. We have, we triplets. have so many projects. Um, let's start with, let's tell them a little bit about tots. first. Okay. I love tots. I think it's always nice to have any kind of group of gals get together and you're going to get differing opinions. I also like that we don't look the same. We don't sound the same. We have very different backgrounds. And so that yields great conversations and input on a variety of different topics. Topics And TOTS stands for totally off topic, which always happens every episode. Yeah. And it's fun. And you're essentially talking with your gal pals. Tots is on YouTube. And one thing I'm most proud of of Tots is that it was created and 100% virtually during the pandemic. And I feel like if that I'm trying to do many things, but that one thing I can say I created, we created a YouTube show during isolation. Um, we had, we got great graphics, pictures, you know, we got the show going, we got it launched. It's on YouTube on the Broken Drift Network, so you should watch it. But yes, it is fun and I can't wait for it to grow. And there's so many ways we can go with it too. So we're all talking about live shows, uh, podcasts, so much. And our merch is so cool. Our merch is super cool. And I really enjoy just the real authentic conversations that we have and I've noticed even watching back uh some of the episodes that I really am unfiltered and I've never really allowed myself to be um as raw dog as I am on that show (laughs) um but I think it just makes for I think it makes for it makes an makes a new way for people to get to know me Um, And an opportunity to just feel like I can say whatever I want. And I know that I'm never going to be judged by you guys. I don't know about like listeners and fans, how they might think about me. But I know I I feel comfortable talking to you girls about anything. Yeah, we've definitely, we've laughed, we've cried, we've got naked. Yes. um, Or ish. (laughs) (laughs) So there's so many more fun things to come. I can't wait for that. So um, I will come back to Mary and Carrie's Greatest Hits. Because I wanted to uh, make a point that this is your second time on wings with friends the first time was a little over a year ago at the san diego comedy festival i know i can't believe that was a year it feels like 10 years ago it feels like forever ago and gosh that was like that was a fun festival um definitely a lot of comedy in that week but i had so much fun being on the podcast um with elliot smith yeah he's hilarious el smith Um, is it short for elliot you think no i think i just called him elliot because it's el i can see it's el smith He's funny. He's so funny. Those wings were really good. They were so good. I got like two or three platters from the comedy. So good. Palace. Palace. Yeah. Um, it kind of went by in a whirl. I was like, ah. um, but that was a fun weekend. You won. You won the clean comedy contest. Yeah. There were two winners because you were on the show at the comedy palace and I was on the clean comedy showcase at the second location. Mm hmm. Um, but yeah, it was great. And then, uh, Kira Stanovich, uh, um, she closed out the clean comedy show. I am so bummed that I wasn't on a show with her. Um, and she is really funny. Do you follow her on Twitter? Yes. Her Twitter is so good. She's so fucking good. She's so good. And all of her thoughts and everything on the recent like stuff, like, you know, allegations against dudes and shitty dudes and yes. shitty comics. Her personal stories just tore me, tore right through me. I was like, I, I felt so bad that somebody has dealt with this shit. 
Um, but yeah, she's amazing. She's I didn't awesome. get to meet her. That was one of the highlights being able to see her perform because she had just won Big Sky. Yeah. And she was just so good. And you could tell that she was like, oh, is this supposed to be clean? Uh, no, those fuckers before me were clean. I'm not clean. We're not doing that. And it was awesome. And she just like did her set. <laughs> and you know how like, you know how we always talk where it's like, I, I have my act. I'm doing my act and that's just what I'm doing and it's going to be great. And I just loved it. She was just so confident and she was like, no, this is just, this is how I am. This is how I roll. <laughs> so she wasn't clean? No. Because <laughs> she was, so like, yeah, because she was the, she closed out the show because by the time we were all done, the, I guess the judges were calculating oh, sure. or tabulating the scores. And then that's when she was up to close out oh, the whole. Oh, she was the closer. Yeah, she, she wasn't was in the She contest. wasn't in, no. Oh, oh my oh, gosh, no. Yeah. No, she is, she's amazing. So, oh gosh, that is so funny. She well, congr- wasn't with like a pedestrian like myself, no. No, stop it. She's only like, like I mean, she's been working a long time and she's, she's so really good. experienced, but yeah. I feel like the things that our people we admire are doing, that is only a couple steps away from where we are. I hope so. I think it's as long as we're just working hard and we're doing the best we can, like, You know it. what else? I'm sorry. I just re- realized this too when you're talking about her and, and that difference of when you're watching somebody going, oh, my gosh, this is so funny. I feel like that's hard to find. Like, I, you know, you, we were talking about we don't watch a ton of comedy, but maybe that's why. I I agree. I think I laughed out loud for the majority of her set. And yeah. I don't know that I do that that often when I go to clubs or even if I'm even if I'm on a show, you know, I'm, I'm think I'm, I think I'm so in work mode, which might sound weird. Yeah. Um, but I'm in work mode. Usually like you're hosting and you want to make sure the room's okay. And while the feature's up, you're looking for bad actors in the crowd, you know, all like the drunk Karens or the loud, obnoxious guy who's overserved. So it's hard to even get into a show when you're working on a show. Um, and then recreationally, I'm just not, I, I would never sit at home and watch a stand-up special. I'm, I've been trying to, but I don't do that often too. I think sometimes I get in my head too much. I'll compare myself and I'm afraid of stealing something um, on accident. Oh, totally. Um, also, sometimes, and this happened to me, before I started comedy, I would hear some of my ideas at a comics and that's when I knew I had to start comedy because it's like a whoever smelt it dealt it kind of thing yeah <laughs> it's like a whoever puts it out first I mean that's your joke right yeah so I was like your ideas are valid you need to write them and get them out there and then they're yours um but I think with somebody like Kira it was like this is my kind of comedy and I think we need to apply that to ourselves to go I need people in the audience who I am their kind of comedy and then you're set up for success Without a doubt. I mean, think about it. If you're selling out a room and everyone's there to see you, they're clapping and so pumped before you even get to the microphone. You're walking out to stage and they're like, anything that comes out of your mouth, they're already your fan. You're going to get bigger laughs. You get louder claps because people are just pumped to be in your presence and see you live. I walked into uh, the Burt Kreischer show. It was uh, my birthday eve think I celebrated my birthday in that moment at midnight but um and it was so cool to see because his fans love him so much they know his wife they know his family they want to hear those stories and the time I walked in it was probably 30 minutes to the end he was reading out of his journal and it's just like anything he said was so funny and then and his closer was his signature joke about the machine. And I was like, wow. And it was just really cool to see that. Ooh, my Amazon packages are getting delivered. Oh, what'd you order? Those acrylic organizers oh, yeah. for my closet. Sorry, I just went from like, Burt Kreischer is amazing to acrylic organizers. I need the people in the audience to think acrylic organizers are cool. They are cool. Like, if you think this is cool, you are my person. Yes, that's who I want. You know, if you do some sort of um, in-depth marketing strategy and they're like, list out the ideal personality traits, job titles, education, annual salaries, 
one of those things on probably both of our demographics and our ideal loves a beauty organization. Yes. Did you have a caboodle when you were absolutely? In yeah, absolutely. Then you can have a free ticket to our show, and and we're gonna get you a caboodle. Yeah. It's going to be or a, a scrunchie. Or a scrunchie. We'll get you a scrunchie for your caboodle. We need to go to the fabric store. I know. We need to pick out we some dope do scrunchie that. fabric. Yeah. So that brings us into, and we'll talk about wings eventually. It's fine. They were from Zips. Um. <laughs> <laughs> hey, until they're paying to be on the show, like they're an afterthought until we get to them. I mean, it is called wings. <laughs> But yeah, no, we'll talk about that in a minute. But so we are in the early stages, the first trimester, um, almost so early. We don't want to announce it. We don't even want to tell anybody yet, but but we're just so excited because we're first time. It's our first, it's it's our first first one. It's our first one. So go ahead and tell them. We're doing a show at Stand Up Live, date to be determined. TBD. Most likely late September, mid-October. Fall, Fall, y'all. Probably during spooky month. Oh my gosh. It's called Mary and Carrie's Greatest Hits. Volume one. Volume one. (laughs) Do you love it? Do you love this? Everyone's so excited. I know. I'm excited. People are peeing their pants listening to this. So, yes. We have had this idea for a while. Mm -hmm. And then a pandemic happened. Yes. And then this opportunity came about. And so... um, why is it called Greatest Hits, Carrie? I think it's because it's all of our favorite things we love about comedy, both independently and then together. And we're able to showcase that to all of our friends, family, and fans. We just want to do what we want to do. Yes. That's what this is. It's just, it's going to be a good girls' night out. Mm-hmm. It's going to be a good gays' night in. It's going to be. I guess guys can come if they want. If they want. <laughs> Absolutely. No, we love guys. We love um, guys. So, yeah, and just doing the things that we want. Some stand-up. Yep. Some sketch. Sketch. Some, like, live sketch. Live sketch. Maybe, maybe some improv games with the crowd. Yeah. yeah. Giveaways. Giveaways. Gifts. Gifts. Photo opportunities. Photo ops. Yeah, we love a backdrop. I love a backdrop. What other things do basic bitches like us love? Besides um, acrylic organizers. Anything that's a subscription. So you were talking about like your birch box, stitch a fix. A subscription box? A subscription box. Um, ooh, any kind of any kind of like hot tips on serums and lotions. Serums. We got serums, y'all. Lotions. Should we have a subscription box? Just a one-time purchase? That's one the time. merch? Yeah. And it comes with a serum, a scrunchie. Um, like a nude, a nude nail and a nude lip color. Yeah. What else do us basic bees like? like? Maybe like a charm or is that kind of That's dumb. Okay. I'm sorry. Basic Uh, bitches don't wear charms. Gauche? Is that the right word? That's I was a gauche. Gauche? I thought it was gaudy. Oh, maybe. Yeah. Like a Pandora charm. No, I didn't say that. Oh God. But you know what I was thinking of actually? Those 80s charm necklaces with the hook charm. Oh yeah. I mean we can never mind. I'm going in a different direction. You know, there's there's a place in a caboodle for that. <laughs> Just maybe not at Mary Carey's greatest hits. Love a good any kind of chambray top. Ooh, chambray. Love a good chambray top. Ladies, wear your chambray and get in for have off. Cross body bags. Yes, little Tory Birch. Yes, cross body bags. <sighs> cross body bags. Yeah. CBBs. So good. This is like everything I want and more. I know. It's going to cost us a million dollars and we're going to make 200, but that's okay. <laughs> I know. We, it's all going to be worth it. This is important to us. Um, yeah. So that's our show. It's going to be called Mary and Carrie's Greatest Hits and it's going to be at Stand Up Live. Yep. Unless they tell us no. Um, <laughs> that's true. But I have a feeling everyone's on board. I do too, and I can't wait. So um, definitely make sure that you are following Mary and Carrie and Wings with Friends and the Wednesday Wire so that you can be, you know, um, aware when this stuff happens. Yeah. I'm excited. I'm so excited. I'm more excited than Jesse Spano. I'm so scared. <laughs> and that's something we might bring back. We, we might, might. You know, it's in our repertoire. We've done the Jesse Spano thing. We have. At Big Pine 2018. We've done a lot of fun stuff together, and there's more to come. What's been your favorite thing that we've done together? 
Okay, let me think. Okay, so the first thing that comes to mind, because it was like one of the first things we did together, was the Mary and Carrie road trip to Tucson, the snacks, <gasps> the snacks oh, fiasco. Hashtag snacks. Hashtag snacks. That's from two years ago. Yeah, I forgot. That was so fun. And that was just fun because, again, it was like you had an idea and you were like, do you want to do this? And I was like, fuck yeah, I want to do it. And we just did it. Yeah. It, we just did it. We didn't so write anything. So many people have a hard time just getting to that point. Yes. Do you want to do this? And then somebody else goes, no, that's stupid. And then you go, okay, I'm stupid and I'm not going to give you ideas. But when you have somebody to say yes. Yes, let's do it. Yeah. And it was so funny. And I remember it was the first time I ever had people like commenting on videos on Facebook and liking things. I don't have like the best social media presence. But when that video was released, I was like, this is fucking awesome. I thought it was so funny. People were like, I need to see more videos of Mary and Carrie. Yes, that's the consensus yeah. was we need more Mary and Carrie. Yeah. Was that before or after Sarah Huckabee Sanders comedy jam? That was before because that was in like June of 2018. And then we did Sarah Huckabee in like December yeah. of 18. And then I think we did one in January of 19. Yeah. Okay. That was fun. That was. And again, that was so fun too. Yeah. So I think these things, I'm going to say for me, it was the Sarah Huckabee Sanders. Yeah. Cause it was, it was, there's two shows and thank goodness we didn't try to keep doing it because I think sometimes that could kill it. And Sarah Huckabee doesn't even work in the white house anymore. No. So people would be like, who is that? Um, but your Ivanka was amazing. That was so fun. Your Kelly on Conway was so good. You and your underbite. You look like an adorable little, uh, you know, like a little Kelly and Conway uh, puggle. <laughs> well, and she's from Jersey and she has that weird Jersey accent that I couldn't quite capture. I can do more of like the Philly, um, Delaware County accent pretty easily. Oh. But hers is like half Jersey, half Philly. And that is a hard accent to pull off. And she doesn't really open her mouth when she talks. She talks very fast yeah. because she is an attorney. And so she wants to get to her point, prove you wrong, and then get back to another point to distract you. It's crazy. And like her eyes go back in her head and she just goes. Yes. And then her head spins around and she starts vomiting. It's pretty, it's pretty amazing. The vertebrae Side on that Side note. Bitch. <laughs> the vertebrae on that bitch. Side note. Her daughter, Claudia... Conway is becoming a TikTok star and Kellyanne will be in the back of them going turn that off turn that off turn that off it is <laughs> what so a good narc. <laughs> what a fucking narc because because in their household her husband is a total anti-trumper and her daughter yes. is like where's my freedom of speech bitch <laughs> and she's like um I can't believe this is what you're doing with your time <laughs> it's so good I had to unfollow Claudia because she goes live too much but she's such a like a young hot girl, but kind of trashy at the t same time. She's just like, I mean, that's essentially a gr yeah. It's just a younger version of her mom. A Philly Jersey yeah. blend. Philly this Jersey blend, it. which is that is that is ooh, that is a a very dark pathway of Trashville that you're heading down. And I can say that because I'm from the area. I want to talk about Philly. Um, okay, so in a minute because we're gonna talk about some wings now. But yes, gosh, okay, I love let's talk about so wings. Much. So no, I'm excited for Carrie and Mary's. I can't wait to see what I'm happens. I'm so pumped. Um, I'm thinking. Um, I might ask Shelby, our graphic designer, to like. Um, I might give her what we already created and say like, hey, can you can you paint this or make it, you know, and see what she comes up with. Maybe. Yeah, punch it up for us. Yeah. And then we could add the volume one, volume two or whatever. Totally. Make it evergreen. Yep. Those are some thoughts I'm having. Um, but we did have some wings today. We had them from Zips, um, the one on Indian School. They were really nice with their, I did a kind of like order, drive up, grab it. Um, I'm not going to shame you too much because you got a boneless wing, Carrie. I did. Publicly, I do shame those people, but privately, I'm like, you know what? It's so convenient. <laughs> Girl, I I understand it. I know I'm not popular in the wings world because there are there are staunch wingers who believe a wing comes with a bone in it, and and I agree with that point. I do. From an enjoyment perspective, I love dipping, yeah. and I love that I can just dip and eat the whole thing. Uh -huh. I can dip and enjoy it, and the breading is always on point. And I find that with wings, I I don't clean the bone that well, so I'm very wasteful. And I I love I love the wingless so or the I boneless. For, you know, I get Zips and Marley's confused a lot because those were like the first two sports bars that I went to in Arizona. They're right by where I work, and we'd go there for happy hour all the time. Um, but I forgot Zips's tenders. 
um, are those heavy beer battered. They're almost like a fish beer batter, but it's so good. It's so good. Don't they do it like a honey mustard normally And when you get those? Yep. If you do them just breaded, it's a honey mustard, but I mean. They're honey mustard. They're honey mu- all their dips are good. Their blue cheese is so good because it's got the chunks so thick. of blue cheese. T-H-I-C-C thick. So thick. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's you. I got the, um, bone in golden and I think the zips golden. Um, I should have gotten them like my friend Jen Hicks gets them and with like extra sauce, extra crispy and that's okay. You know, during the pandemic with the takeout, everything's, you know, you're eating it way later and that kind of stinks, but it's all right. No, I do like when I do get wings with bones, you yeah, from Zips, I do like them extra crispy or double fried, whatever. Yeah. Yes, I like that. Zips is a little like testy about that cuz I think on the menu it says like or maybe it was Marley's, I can't remember now, but it was like we can do double fried or extra fried hard, but like our interpretation is different from yours and we will not send them back or something like that and it's like dang <laughs> okay hey people get weird about their wings and I get it I yeah. get it um did, did you have wings in Philly are they I know they're known for their cheesesteaks but like is there any good wings back home you know what's weird we it's not a wing city it's just not uh, maybe um maybe in Pittsburgh they are but in Philly it was all about if we had like a big get-together if you're watching an Eagles or a Phillies game you're bringing in hoagies, you're bringing in cheesesteaks, you're bringing in tomato pies, Ooh. and hers potato chips. Tomato pie. I saw this on TikTok. Tell me what it is. Oh, my gosh. So imagine like, um, imagine a deep dish pizza from Chicago, mm-hmm. but it's all bread, like a focaccia bread that thick, and then just covered with delicious tomato sauce. That's it. Oh, not tomatoes? Yeah, sometimes you can get some sliced tomatoes on the top, but a true tomato pie is just bread, very thick, delicious, doughy, bouncy, focaccia-like bread with red sauce on top, and that's it. Okay, that's not what I was thinking. Yeah, so that's the tomato pie in Philadelphia, and my brother Sean will go to this one place in Philly. It's a... in South Philly, and he'll go pick up a tomato pie and then bring it to like whatever family gathering we that have. That doesn't sound good, Carrie. It's no, it's so good. Carrie, I saw something on TikTok and it was a tomato pie and it was like a southern thing. Oh, yeah. No, this isn't the southern this tomato pie. This had like pie. cream cheese. Nope. And spices and then like these beautiful fresh tomatoes. No. Layered. No. And then like they fry it. No. <laughs> that wasn't it. That's probably what Chip grew up eating. Tomato <laughs> pie in Philly is literally just There's bread no tomatoes with tomato sauce on it. Making that tomato. <laughs> I do want a Philly cheesesteak sandwich. Um, yes. My dad is a big fan of a cheesesteak sandwich, and and uh, I want I want that for him. Yeah, I mean they are the best. So I would say. Uh, take this into consideration. There's two types yeah. of Philadelphia cheesesteaks. So there's the city steaks and the suburb steaks. Oh. So in the city, they um, you have the 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 cheesesteak meat, the actual steak, and they come in. Um, essentially, they just look like long, thin, almost like lunch meat style. Yeah. So you throw that on the griddle, you cook it up, and then you put it in the hoagie roll with the cheese and with your onions, okay? Yeah. So essentially, that meat stays in that form. Okay. In the suburbs, what they do is they take that meat and they dice it up. And so essentially, it's like little chunks of meat, yeah. and then the onions get mixed in, and then they put the cheese and all of that mixture in the hoagie roll. And so a lot of people don't really realize that, not being from the areas, that there's two styles, the city and the suburbs. What about cheese whiz versus like provolone? Yeah, so that's another big one. So Pat's in Philadelphia uses cheese whiz. Um, and I I like the cheese whiz version. I think it's really good. And so if you're at Pat's, you would say whiz with, and that means whiz with onions. <laughs> Um, or just say raw dog. Or you just say raw dog. And they say, get the fuck out of here. <laughs> or go to the back. Gino will be there in a minute. Um, yeah. And then a pr- provolone is usually second in the cheese line. And then here's the other thing I didn't realize is the cheese whiz. It's not the cheese whiz in a can. No. It's, it's like a, it's, it's like a, I mean, it come, I'm, it's not the spray cheese that you would buy in the cracker aisle. It comes in a big can and they use like a knife and they just wipe it down. It's a, like a. 
melty yeah. cheese kind of yeah so it probably is cheese whiz but it's not like they're spraying it out of a game no it almost looks like a like a big condiment jar that you would yeah. buy of like mayonnaise yeah. at costco like it's a big vat yeah. of it yeah but it's cheese whiz yeah but when i think of cheese whiz i think of the kind you squirt out of a little yeah for sure it might it might be the same excuse me it might be the same cheese but i don't know yeah i like this so where there was a place in gilbert that had really good cheesesteaks that was cheese whiz the chopped up meat and then the onions and stuff and what was that i forgot now i used to get it for my dad but there's also a place called forefathers in tempe kind of by ikea Ooh. they make a really tasty and they have cheese whiz i like cheese whiz yeah i think um it the hardest part about repl- replicating the cheesesteak outside of philadelphia is finding the 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 hoagie roll i know you're gonna say that yeah, and and amoroso is the role of choice in the philadelphia area what is that it's the, is it the brand it's the brands called okay. amoroso and their rolls are the best they're the best so you know there's a site called good belly god belly good belly okay and they ship all these foods from like famous places and so you can order different cheesesteaks from like Pat's. Um, they have like the cakes from like Cake Boss or oh. I thought about doing that. But when I was going to do it for Father's Day, it was like a month wait or something. I'm so sure. I was a little scared. Yeah. And you kind of have to do a certain amount. So you're it's going to be in the hundreds of dollars. You're yeah. not just going to get one steak. So I didn't do it, but I'm it's still on my mind. Yeah. And then I get worried about shipping it to Arizona. Well, and you just get worried about like what happens if someone's not home or like how do they actually ship it from all the way across the country? Yeah. My friend shipped me Georgetown cupcakes once or twice and they are really good. Better than sprinkles? I'm going to say yes. <gasps> the flavor was like in the um, icing. So the I think the cupcake itself was like, oh, okay. But it was like, and they use like a mascarpone or some kind of really nice, they flash freeze it, they ship it. Um, and it's a nice gift to give somebody to send to somebody like yeah. a baby shower or a, a whatever. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Um, so that's one of my favorites. So I guess, you know, shipping is, is okay. Um, if, if they have a good process. Yeah. So gosh, is that all I talk about is food? I mean, it's so much fun to talk about though. It is. I love regional favorites. Yeah. I love like, Oh, you have to have this here. You have to have that there. Yeah. So, um, I'm, I want to go on a wing, like, journey. Would you ever go to Buffalo? Is that, like, the that's, origin of it? Yeah, that's on my list. I was I thought about taking Matt Broom because he's from Buffalo and, like, uh, you know, just do a little road trip. And, yeah, the Anchor Bar is where they were created. Wow. And I met a, a guest. Um, I had a guest on I met on a cruise. And I put an ask in my in the cruise Facebook page. And if anybody wants to do my podcast, and he was like, "I'm from Buffalo. I'll tell you the story." And so I met him and his wife Frank and Colleen, and I met them um, in Central Park on the cruise boat, and we talked and they had wings, and he told me the story. It was great. Oh my gosh, I love it. You Where, should check that one out. I I remember that. That was from like a cruise you went on with your butt, Alaska. No, no, this was a Caribbean cruise, and okay. it was probably one of the best ships. It was like a New York theme where it had like a coney island boardwalk in the back it had um it had like a a central park and it had like high-end shops it was like the and it had like an outdoor theater with the water theater oh my god and diving it was like one of the the best cruises i've been on i go on cruises with my friend matt yeah um because we don't have any other friends or or partners (laughs) to go with so we cruise (laughs) together people think we're married but we're not that's okay yeah um we did meet an arizona couple that we made friends with and i ran into them at a a show once or something i was doing and i was like hey guys and i i don't think they were as excited to see me but we really like them it's neat the people you meet yeah anyway sorry i'm going on and on about that so um let me see your wing constitution I know you chose boneless, but yes. I'm going to I'm going to run you through these questions and tell me like if you have what your preference is. OK, do you if you were doing do would you do a bone in? Absolutely. Yeah. If you're doing a bone in, would you do a drummy or a flat drummy? OK, always drummy. Um, do you like a wet wing or like a dry rub? I like a wet wing. Yeah. Yeah. Do you dip it in like ranch or blue cheese? Blue cheese always all day, every day. BC for life before. Christ. <laughs> That's my girl. I love it. Yeah, you have a refined palate. Like you can have blue cheese. Um, yeah. Would you eat? Do you eat carrots or celery or nothing? 
carrots only, celery. I don't like when I bite into it and you get the strings. I'm yeah. like, get out of here, strings. I'm not yeah. knitting. I want to eat. <laughs> I'm not knitting. <laughs> I heard celery is really bad for your garbage disposal. You know, you don't. Those strings will like block your garbage disposal. Is that like a poop thing or? No, literally the garbage oh, literally. disposal. <laughs> I thought you were speaking like figuratively, like no, but I think it is. Supposed to be, I think it is supposed to be a good for your GI tract. Okay, too. noted. No, like don't put celery down your garbage disposal because those strings <laughs> will get. <laughs> no, literally, Carrie. No, literally. Okay. Um, ranch or blue cheese? Uh, how many wings could you eat if you were eating those drummies? Like if I wasn't eating in front of you, if yeah, if you just if I was just by my by myself, and you're hungry, dozen eighteen easy. Yeah. Throw them back. Do you clean your wing? No. Okay. Again, and that's why I always feel so bad and I feel so wasteful because I'm not cleaning it and I leave so much meat on, but I want to have a bite with blue cheese every yeah. single time. Yes. And as you're cleaning your wing. Then you're just kind of like sucking the blue cheese on. And I'm just like, what? I don't. Uh. Well, you know, Jack Galvin said something that made me feel better about not cleaning a wing. He goes, you know what? If I'm paying for it, I could eat it however I want. Jack Galvin for the win. Yeah. Put that on my tombstone. <laughs> <laughs> like that. I like um, that. But then there's other people, you know, if you've lived through a recession, maybe you eat them. True. Or if your parents beat you for not doing yeah, it. Yeah, that's right. Um, I did have one comic <laughs> actually looking back now. This was really cute. I think he said that he... I don't know if he said he's done this or somebody. I think he said if he likes, say, the girl enough, he would go back behind her and clean up the wings. And I'm like, oh, that's love right there. Wow. That's especially during a pandemic. Yeah. Can't go cleaning somebody's wings. But I do remember like that's something your parents might do. Yeah. If you didn't. But that's really gross. Yeah, it is gross. <laughs> I just think it's very difficult to watch. Like, especially if, if chip gets bone in wings and I, I always, I'll usually get the boneless, even if we're ordering from Wingstop and it's, it can be very distracting cause they're, you're like sucking and just like getting, I'm like, Oh my, like we're not starving. Like this isn't the dust bowl. Like we, we have food in our fridge. We're going to make it through to the next meal. I was worried when I was eating mine. I'm like, I'm making so much noise, but I don't even clean them that hard, but you're right. Like it's. I think that's what some people like about it is that caveman aspect. I think so. I think that's why guys maybe like it because it's just like you can get in there and raw dog it. <laughs> Sorry. Should I call this raw dog with Carrie Gallagher? <laughs> there is a comedy show on what on Sirius. It's like raw dog. Yeah. I think that's somebody's name or something. I sound everyone's probably yelling at me right now. Go ahead. No, it is called. I thought I, I thought there was on Sirius XM raw dog comedy hour or something. Yeah. that and, and somebody was saying that at work once and I was like, stop saying that. <laughs> it's so like, have you ever seen raw dog? And I was like, no, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> just in my bed under the sheets <laughs> with my laptop. What? Oh gosh. Oh, that is nice. Um, so Carrie, um, you are kind of okay. We talked about all the projects. We talked yes. about tots. We talked about the Wednesday wire. Yep. We talked about Mary and Carrie's greatest hits. Yep. Um, with so many things in the air, including just your stand up too. You yeah. know, kind of working on that and getting booked in places. But at the same time, you have been working on pursuing higher education, higher higher education. Yeah. What brought that on? And what are you going to do? Yeah. So I got into a couple masters of legal studies programs, uh, one at Arizona State, which is great because that is an in-person program. And so essentially it can kind of help you network while you're also getting the degree, which is, I think, both very important aspects of higher education and and getting a professional degree, it's not just about learning, but it's also connecting with people because you come out of those programs with a lot of debt and you got to make sure you got a job lined up. But anyway, that's for more of like the Juris Doctorate or a JD. For the Master's in Legal Studies, I got into ASU and Drexel University. Drexel's in Philadelphia. It's an online program. Um, I'm, I'm doing some cost comparisons between them. ASU will likely come out cheaper because I'm an in-state resident. Oh, right. Um, and you get in-state tuition, which is huge. Yeah. Um, but I would ideally in a perfect world, be able to enroll in their JD program at ASU. So I'm studying for the LSAT right now. I'm registered to take it in November, but yeah, it's a lot of planning. And I think for me, I, I have never really been this starved for education and wanting to learn something. And I'm not talking about a hobby. Like I want to learn something and truly make 
a different path for myself in my professional career. And while maybe women at my age are concerned with starting a family and, and, and that kind of thing, my, my desire is to like work on myself and invest in myself. And I really do want to get into a JD program. Like I, I, that's what I want. I love that on so many levels because one, I think just like the passion you brought to your comedy, it's a just do it kind of attitude um, that I think is so important. Like you can talk about it and it sounds great, but then until you're actually doing it and then the steps that you, even to get to this point, there's so much involved getting registered, the LSATs, getting your transcripts together, getting all this stuff together. Like it takes a lot of, like you have to really want to do it even to get this far. So um, kudos to you. I am so excited for you. Where do you see, how are you going to do it all? Like we've got all these shows and studying is important. Like how do you see yourself like kind of making it all work? Well, I always find myself in situations where I have an inability to set proper boundaries and say <laughs> no. <laughs> so, um, what I'm hoping is that I don't turn into, the Carrie Lynn that I can where I'm just like a yes person and I want to do everything and I want to do everything perfectly and I'm stressing myself out. What I'd like to do is once the school year starts, something has to give. And so what that means is chips, chips moving out. (laughs) Just kidding. And I'm turning, I'm turning our entire home into a study. (laughs) What half of it is going to be a library. The other half is going to be a podcast podcast studio. studio. (laughs) It's always a podcast. That's it. It's always a podcast studio. Um, Uh, There, there are some projects that I'm working on that I will have to tell the person this is where my stop date is. And I really can't contribute anything else past this date in that regard. That is smart. Yeah. And that's far enough, not that far enough, but far enough out there to where you can wrap stuff up. You can do stuff with quality, enjoy it. Yes. And then you'll probably feel really ready to get into academia after that. Yeah. Specifically Marion Carey's greatest hits. Oh my gosh. I'm so excited for Marion Carey. But then again, we might have to have a volume two. We're definitely going to have a volume two. Not Um, might. We will. But also I can see, you know, something like that being a good, um, break or and it's an outlet for me and it's something that I love anything that especially comedy and and working with my friends is it's always something I look forward to yeah um the day I stop looking forward to it and that's when I that's when I'm like okay yeah I'm I'm done you know what you said you said most people my age are like starting a family and having children and it's a really good point because if that doesn't interest you and that's not really something you want to do then then yeah like there's tons of people, women who like had families and then went back to school yeah. and did all these. It's a lot, but you can, it's not impossible. No. It's like, look at, you know, you have, n- I'm not going to say you have nothing but time, but like you, you have an open palette to like, what do I want to do? We'll do it. Yeah. Back when the Jody Arias trial was happening, I was very interested in law and legal studies and I thought about it for a second and I was like, I think I looked into a couple of things like that and it was too much for me, all of it. Yeah. And I thought I was too old, but I was probably uh, younger than you are now. And if I had done it back then, then I would maybe be a lawyer now. I know. know? And it's kind of like, just do it because you're going to turn 40. You're going to turn 50 one way or another, likely. Um, why not have something at the end of that? Oh yeah, for sure. And for me, I, I enjoy my career. I enjoy my job, but let's be honest, like healthcare IT and cybersecurity is, is a really tough industry. And unless like you are a true technical aspect in all components of, of healthcare, IT, cybersecurity, there's only so far that your career can go. And I'm at that threshold right now. So essentially I've reached, I've reached a point in my career where I will not excel without further advancing my education. Or if I don't want to do that, I completely pivot and go into, I stay in healthcare IT, but I, I just understand and accept that I will never get any more in my salary. I'll never, I'll never be able to progress or advance to a point where I'm in control of my career. I'm signing my own checks. And that's what I would like with this new career path is the ability to truly take advantage of this degree and be able to run my own shit. Yeah. I'm so sick of having to answer to other people. I mean, granted, I have I have a great company. I don't mean it like that. 
but I just want to be able to carve out a space for myself and be responsible for myself. That's amazing and inspiring. Thanks. <laughs> really makes me think. I was thinking about um, my career trajectory and like, I wish I had had more foresight. I don't know if that's the right word, but like into like, what do I want to do? And then how do I get there? Yeah. Because I didn't. I just kind of stumbled along the way and took a really long route just finally got my degree and then luckily enough got in with a good company and then did a lot of my learning and growing there but it wasn't like I didn't specifically pick that so I wish and I but I think I was just too immature I'm still immature but I'm a little more knowledgeable but I think I was just too immature back then to go I want to do law I want to do nursing I want to do engineering or whatever and going okay this is what I need to do to get there it was like no, I'm like, okay, I'll just finish my degree now, you know, like yeah. nine years later. Well, but, um, so that's, I think that's really good. Yeah. And I think I can totally relate. I mean, I, I wish I could have been like Chip or like my brother. My brother Ryan was like, I am going to Arizona State. I'm getting an engineering degree and I'm graduating as soon as humanly possible so I can get out in the workforce. He graduated from ASU in three and a half years. Oh, wow. Like most people take five years to yeah. get through ASU, like myself, like and, and Chip, with just knowing, he was like, well, if I'm going to go to med school, I'm going to go to um, LSU in-state tuition because it's cheap. I'm going to go to a, a cheap um, in-state med school. I wish I had that foresight. At 16, I was still pretty convinced I was going to be on SNL. And really, college for me was, and this is going to sound like a very, it's going to sound, I don't I don't even know. I just know some, some listeners are, are not going to like, like this but this was the truth like we just went to college like that was just the natural progression after high school like no one like that's just what you did I remember I wanted to be an actor and I was scared to tell my parents and I think the kind of times that I wanted to tell my parents or when I did tell them they always said just finish school first yeah just finish school first and so that kind of just got pushed by the wayside um I do not want to be an actor now, but, um, <laughs> I do want to be a comedic yeah, actor actually, for sure. but had I left and I was in San Diego, how easy would it have been to go up to LA? You know, my family there, I could have like done things from there, yeah. but I wasn't even thinking in that direction. I think my parents are trying to keep me on the straight and narrow too, but had I started then, you know, what would I be doing or yeah. just said, Hey, I'm moving to New York. Yeah. I, I, I thought about that a lot, like the what ifs, um, when I got really back into comedy in like the summer of 2017, like when I was like really, really in the scene, um, I had every, I, I was, I was going to move to LA after my senior year at ASU, even though I didn't finish my degree, my roommate and I were going to move up there. Um, and I, I, I like back then I, I, or like in 2017, I I would think like, gosh, what would have happened if we moved to LA and like actually pursued that? And the intent for me back in 2007 was I would, I'm moving here because I, I want to be a comic. Yeah. I wish I would have known or even started at comedy like way sooner. Yeah. And when I started doing improv, even just then. Okay, so here's the thing. We can't live in the past. No. And I tell myself all this this all the time. And I think the is this right? The 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 pain of failure is nowhere near the pain of regret or whatever. For sure. Yeah. So it's I like, like that. that's why I think it's important to just do all the things if if that's what you want to do. And I was so inspired recently. Um I got one of those little felt boards <coughs> for my birthday. Okay. And did you see this post that I had? Yes, you corrected it, but now I can't remember what you changed it to. You only changed, like, one word. Yeah, so, okay. So I want to show you something because there's something you're in it a little bit. So originally, I finally set it up, and I was like, I'll just put this. It says, do something. Yes. But right there is, like, a little quote you gave me in a birthday card a couple of years ago, and it sits right there all the time. And I can't remember what it says, but it's good. It's like a peel-off kind of thing. Oh, my gosh, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah. it sits right there next to – I should have – I should have taken a picture of that. So it just sits there on my TV stand and it says, do something. And then I got home from that show we went to on Friday and I was watching um, Stephen Colbert, who's my favorite. And he was talking to um, Ava Duvery. Oh, shit. What's her name? She wrote Selma and she was talking about John Lewis. Yeah. The late senator. And she said that she was talking to him and she said, like, what should I do or something like that? And he just goes, 
do everything. That's right. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm changing this. So I changed it from do something to do everything. And I feel like that's my motto. That's yeah. our, our motto now. Like just do it all. And I think that keeps you looking forward to the future and, and keeps you actively in sight and reaching for your goals. Like if I just sat around all day and thought about what if I did this or if you were like, oh, what if I did that or said this or moved there? Oh my gosh, you just can't do anything. You can't be productive. Like you just can't ever be creative in that mindset. But if you're doing everything, I love that. Yeah. I think that's great. Um, And we're in the middle of a pandemic. So like I'm not all depressed about that. Yeah. I'm, I'm probably going out more than other people would like me to. Yeah. Um, But I feel like I'm being really like careful. Oh, I don't want to jinx it. Uh, I'm not raw dogging it. Let's just say that. Good for okay? you. I'm. I'm wearing my PPE. I carry sanitizer with me. And then the shows that I've done, I'm like wiping down the mics. I'm doing all the yeah. things. So anyway, you do you though, you know, yeah. like out there, I guess. But um, so yeah, that's my new motto. Do everything. And then get overwhelmed and cry. And <laughs> Just cry. kidding. <laughs> Drink a bottle of wine. <laughs> It'll all be okay. It's all going to be fine. Yeah. Um, so a year ago on the podcast, I said, what do you want? What's on your vision board? What did you say? And did you do it? Okay. So a year ago, you were like, what do you want? How are you doing it? What's going on? Where do you want to be in a year? And my answer then was, well, my screenplay about a hilarious lacrosse team is going to be in the books. It will be complete. Uh, well, spoiler alert, it hasn't even been started. (laughs) But you started a lot of shows since then. I did. I did. I think I birthed some shows. And so birthing takes a lot out of you. Yeah. You get the nine months of incubation. Yeah. yeah, So much incubation. And then it comes out. And then you're just like, that's weird. And it cries all the time. And you're like, I'm so tired. Yeah. My nipples hurt. So, (laughs) I mean, you think they're going to fall off. It's so bad. up church. You have no idea. Um, so no, I never did that. But what's crazy is I think, I think I would have to go back to listen and listen to it. But I think I said that I wanted to be either best of fest at big pine or that I wanted to win a funniest person with a day job. I either said one or both of those things. And I can at least proudly report that I was best of one of the best of fest recipient you were a best of fest of Big Pine 2019. 2019. I got it. Yes. Uh, That's awesome. Yeah. So that was fun. And then obviously uh, Phoenix, funniest person with a day job or whatever, was not able to happen due to Cove. COVID. I mean, that year it happened. In 2000. Yeah. But I was saying for 2020, I wanted to win because you had already won it. I don't know if I had at that point. I thought you did. No, actually, I no, because that was in May, and I won it in June. Because I remember oh, not winning okay, in the okay. comedy contest, and I said, in my mind, I was like, that's okay, I'm going to win the funniest person. Yeah. And I didn't really think that, but then I did, and I was like, what? Yeah, because I wasn't, um, yeah, because I remember seeing you win. It was after. It was after. It's, you know, so all the years smashed together. Because I was definitely not in the 2019 competition. Um, you know what's neat is I'm going to go ahead and say I'm 2020's funniest person also. You should. <laughs> you should. Yes. So, okay. This whole thing has worked out so well for me. I love it. Um, no, that's great. So what do you want going forward? Like, so now, new year, new me. What do you want? What's on your vision board? What do you want to happen? Yeah, I really want to have at least three volumes of Mary and Carrie's greatest hits. Ooh. I think in 12 months that's doable. That's and a good I think, amount. I think that's like a fair, I think that's a fair shake for both of us, like three shows in a year. I think we can make each one very special and funny and different. And a different commemorative scrunchie. Yes. Uh, so I would like, I would love for that to, I would love for that to transpire. Um, I really want to get Tots, up and running to the point where we actually have a fan base. Yeah. I think if we do a podcast, that might help just because it's... Cause we the, have a Patreon. Yeah, we have Patreon. But if people can listen to us, I think the path to least resistance is just via podcast because people will just 
put that shit on. Yeah. Again, that is so anecdotal and it's so personal to me. And that's just my opinion. Yeah. And I constantly fight for my opinion all the time. But I love a podcast. Yeah. I think they're just easier to I watch. I listen to podcasts more than I watch YouTube. But other yeah. people watch YouTube a lot. I think it's easier to listen and watch. And I think our fans are closer to our age and they're not really watching YouTube. But okay. again, that's just, that's my two cents. No, that's an educated, educated opinion. Thank you. I just know I'm right. Um, <laughs> and, and for, and then just the, the third one kind of specific to comedy. Um, I would, I would love to be, I would love to feature at least at one of the main clubs here. Like I would love to move out of the host role and feature. It kind of sucks that my show dates at House of Comedy were canceled right before, like in March. Um, but I would love to at least have a crack at that. Yeah, that's definitely that's a good goal. Yeah. Um, how long is your master's program? A year. Okay. So it's thirty credit hours, and they say they say the executive program. So if you're working full time right. and doing that, it'll take a little bit longer. If you go full time, you can knock out 30 credits in a year. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have looked into the ASU Masters, but never did anything because the LSATs were so scary to me. Well, you don't have to take the LSATs for the Masters, just the JD. Uh, yeah, I think I, I don't think I, I wasn't looking at the law one. It was oh, like okay. a different one, maybe. I okay. don't See, this is how dumb I am. I don't even know. Um, well, Carrie, you shall have it then. Just Thank put you. it out there. And, you know, just like. um. You know, last year you still had some goals and maybe you didn't come out with your lacrosse babysitters club, you know, <laughs> sketch. Yeah. But <laughs> that's what I pictured it was like, like all these like cool solving kids. solving crimes and like playing <laughs> lacrosse. No, but. Sick you, shot, bro. Let's go solve this crime. But, you know, you birthed. It's a talk show. Yeah. You had the Wednesday Wire. Yeah. You've done so many really great things. So thank and you. And Big Pine Best of Fest, which was amazing. So much fun. Um. Carrie, where can people find you? Yes, you can find me on Instagram at uh, KG Comedy. Um, the Wednesday Wire, again, I post it through Instagram. And then you can watch the full length episodes on Broken Drift Productions YouTube page. There's a playlist with all the episodes. Um, and then if you're ever in the area and want to see me or um, hopefully when shows, whether they're in person or on zoom, you can check out all my uh, show schedules at kgcomedy.com. Love it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, check out Tots. You can hear us both in all Heck of our yeah. upcoming projects. You guys, thank you so much for listening. You are fantastic. Be safe out there. We'll see you next time on wings with friends. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.